This week on the Do What Makes You Disney podcast, we discuss no topic. It's news this week. And as it's Star Wars Day, we ask the question of the week, what's your most treasured Star Wars possession? So join us as we do what makes us Disney. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast, where us UK-based Disney dads chat Walt Disney World, Disneyland Paris, and all things Disney. From ride reviews to current news, we hope to help you with your Disney blues. I'm Danny Perrin and I'll be your show host today. Joining me are my fellow hosts, Andy Robson from the Robson family. This is the podcast you're looking for. Ha <laughs> ha. And Lewis Miller from Your Florida Adventures and Your Great Adventures. I am your father. Oh, we are so cool. Well, uh, we how are we married? Oh, dear. Uh, we have brilliant. girlfriends and wives. Um, right. So, how's it going, everyone? Yeah, good. Uh, nice. Uh... Nice bank holiday weekend. Spent some time watching uh, some sort of back catalogue stuff I've not watched in a long time on Disney+. Plus. So um, got rid of the kids for a couple of hours on Monday. They just went to playing around the house. And me and the missus sat down and watched the movie Signs with Mel Gibson. And I've not watched it in years. That film is 20 years old. Is it really? What where, where did that 20 years go? But uh, it was great in 4K... Um, Particularly the image of the, the alien on the roof where you can see it in the dark, where you can just see the shape of it. I couldn't mm-hmm. see it on a VHS. I couldn't see it on the DVD. I could see it in this. And you know what? It's nice to go back and watch stuff you haven't watched in a long time. So we had a nice, good bank of the weekend. Nice. What about you, Lewis? Yeah, I was, it's unsurprisingly, I was working the whole weekend. Uh, but I managed to catch uh, the Mighty Ducks. Because that's just awesome, and I oh. love that series at the moment. I haven't just... watched any of it yet. Oh well, you can binge it. I tell you what, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to re-watch the la- last couple anyway. I think I'm gonna watch the whole lot again because it's actually really good fun. It's just a really mm. cool uh, story. And then I was mightily disappointed, like sixty percent of the nation, with the finale of Line of Duty. Very didn't watch weird. it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't watch that either. Yeah, no. well, those that did were, were very disappointed with Line of Duty. I know it's not very Disney-related, but, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, as it's something that I've been watching, it's uh, it's it was a bit disappointing. How about you, Danny? Uh, funnily enough, <laughs> work again. But I did have, a, I did have a, a good bank holiday weekend. I had Sunday and Monday off, so spent some time with the boys and, uh, you know, did a bit uh, playing with toys. I think we did some played with Paw Patrol and Lightning McQueen and things like that. And we got all the Marvel characters out. So we had a lot of fun um, just messing about, really, which was quite awesome. nice. We had a barbecue on Saturday after I finished work. That was lovely. Nice. Although nice. it was raining. So technically I had a grill up. It's a British barbecue, right? You know, it's not like it's mm. in Australia where it's just glorious. So it's, you know. What's the British summer? About two days, two and a half days? We've had it. That was the other yeah. week. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, come on, we've got to be due it because, like, last year during like April and most of May, it was glorious. Ooh. And this year, it's been freezing cold. And like today, as we you know we mentioned before the show, we had we here had like hailstones, you know, the size of well, like uh, I Space wouldn't Earth. say golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not quite that big, but you know, like um, you know, mint size, you know, imperial mint size kind yeah. of stuff. Like serious, I mean, these were big. I was looking out the window at my car, going, "Please don't dent my car! Please don't dent my car!" <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, well, at least we all had a um, at least we all had a good weekend, and uh, yeah. we're cracking on with stuff now. So we're going to move on to question of the week. So as normal, we like to start our shows with the segment called Question of the Week. This is where we've asked our panel of experts to answer a random question that either we've set or have been suggested by you, the listener or viewer. If you want to suggest a question for Question of the Week, uh, check out our thread on our Facebook group or you can email us directly at do what makes you Disney podcast at gmail.com. So as we said at the top of the show, this week's question is, what is our most treasured Star Wars possession? Because obviously it is May the 4th on the day of recording. We are all wearing Star Wars tops. Lewis does have a, is it Boba Fett or? Yeah, well, Boba. actually, it's a, it's a. Lando. It's a, it's a Boba it's Fett. An Iron Man. It's an Iron Fett. Oh, Iron I tell you, it so, looked like a transformer then when you stood up. I was like, oh, no, 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 it's an Iron Fett t shirt. So it's nice. a, a mixture of my two favorite characters in nice. Star Wars and Marvel. Nice, very nice. So I, I'm going to go first because I don't really have a lot of Star Wars merch. I've got some Pop Funkos and things like that. Um, but because I'm really the only one in the house that likes Star Wars. There's not really much I get away with having, but I do have this little fella. Nice. Oh. Describe for the listener, so, Danny. For the, the for those of you not watching and listening, I have a um, Star Wars Lego Black Series BB-8 figurine. Um, mm. I think it took me about probably about four or five hours to do in total over yes. a couple of days. Me and Charlie messed about with it and, and done all that. And he sits up on the shelf and I'm currently in the middle of building um, a new black series that I got, which was um, Bebe Yoda. Nice. So I got, Grogu. Grogu. I got Grogu for my birthday the other week. So I'm in the middle of building that and he's, he's somewhere. I don't know where it is. I'm not going to get up and find it. But yeah, uh, BB-8 would be my most my most prized Star Wars possession as of right now because I don't have a Zavi's Workshop lightsaber. No, and that is awesome though. That is so cool. I mean, I would absolutely love to see like the either the Millennium Falcon or the Death Star. Well, Lego, so. my, my brother-in-law, his um, he gets Lego. Every birthday, every Christmas, he's got the the Black Label Star Destroyer. He's got two Millennium Falcons. He's got the big 750-pound one. Wow. Yeah. And he's got the one from 
I'm gonna say when they released one for Solo. I think he's got the Solo version. Wow, oh, nice. Yeah, he's got he's got so much, so much, and I'm so jealous, and I hate him every time I see him. I'm like, you give me that Lego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's pretty awesome, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that, that, that's a proper collection of of expensive Lego stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I I just get the um, if it's over a hundred pound, I'm probably not going to get it because I just as much as I love building Lego, I kind of I can't justify spending it, and no. I and the wife can't sort of justify spending it. That's the answer. That's what we're looking for. There's that. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. Danny said no. It was Nicky said no. He's like, Nicky, I really want this Millennium Falcon Lego. How much is it? It's a hundred and no. <laughs> it's a hundred and you, know, you forget it, you. Yeah. Because I, uh, uh, uh. I did ask for the Rise of the Resistance, the transporter. Yeah. For, for Christmas and my birthday. And that still hasn't arrived. So. Yeah. Because that was just over a hundred pounds. So I like life, eh? Mm. What about you guys? Well, I'll go because I know what Lewis has got, but unfortunately, I can't find mine. It's in the loft somewhere. But uh, I've had this since um, 1999, and it was an original released uh, Qui-Gon Jinn lightsaber from The Phantom Menace. Still got it. Uh, It's been played with. The kids have played with it. They've hit me with it. Uh, But it still works. I can still sit there going, and occasionally, if I've left it out, I'll go upstairs into the bedroom and get something, get it out and go, Wife, like, what are you doing? Nothing. You, you're forty this year, man. Grow up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, I, I, if I can find it for next week, I, I apologise to the listeners and the viewers. Um, I didn't get home until after seven o'clock tonight from work, and by the time we let me tea, got up here and watched half of the Bad Batch. I was just like, nah, I can't find it. <laughs> so, uh, but I will yield the floor to the. Um, Wonderful travel expert to my left and get him to show his marvelous thing. I want to keep talking for a minute because it, it is. I'm going to fill a bus for a few more minutes because I can see Lewis going, I want to show it. I want to show it. Go on, Lewis. Mm. So, I, being the eldest of all of us, I was born in 1974. So, I was three when the original Star Wars came out. Wow. And I remember, I don't remember seeing it, but I'm going to tell you a little bit of a, a story here, guys. So I remember my very first Star Wars figures, and they were um, one of the the Tuscan Raiders, and it was one of the the Imperial officers, and and Greedo. So they were the three that I I had. And I absolutely loved them. And I would, you know, you know, Toy Story when like Andy's little and he would like take his toys everywhere and then like swing them around. And like, that was me. Literally, I would do like play with these three Star Wars figures. And then my collection grew. And then we, we, in the early eighties, we got a VCR. We got a a video, a a VHS player. Remember those uh, yes, <laughs> you know, and uh, we and Star Wars was on the telly in the early eighties, and we recorded it. And literally, because I was rubbish at sleeping, I would get up in the morning at probably about half five, 
five o'clock in the morning and go downstairs and put on Star Wars every single morning and watch the whole lot of Star Wars before my mum and dad got up for work. So I knew every single word and my collection grew and grew and grew. And every night before I went to bed, I would put the, the my collection of Star Wars figures to bed because you know on the back of the, the packet they would have them in different in a certain order. So I would yeah. lay them out in a complete OCD way, including <laughs> the gaps for the for the figures that I didn't have in 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 sort of like order. So they were all went to bed, and then I had um, like. Uh, vehicles like christmas i i would get all the vehicle i was like an only child so i was spoiled like okay so uh so we had the attack walker the millennium falcon i even had from return of the jedi i had the the village and i had every single original figure uh except for three um and like i had loads of vehicles uh x-wing fighter b-wing fighter the um snow speeder and some of them were still in their boxes. When I when I got to about the age of 13 or 14, my mum decided that I was far too old for these. Hundreds of pounds worth of toys. Sold them. And she sold them for £40. Uh, £40! I had uh, the original Millennium Falcon and my mum did the same and I still haven't forgiven her for it. No, oh I, my and Lord. my parents will never, ever live this down. 40 quid. And when I was a bit older, I was devastated. And when I was a bit older, my I, I actually went back to the family and asked them if they'd had them. And they said, no, we've thrown them out. Literally, yeah. I cried. Um, so, but this is this is what I'm going to show you because this is really my treasured possession. Um, it is, I don't know if you're going to be able to see it, but it is an original Return of the Jedi Panini sticker album. Wow. Which is completed. Um, and I completed it, and basically, I don't know if you can see. Maybe I can show you. You can see my little name on the top there, Lewis Miller. Oh, Lewis Miller, the Star Wars. Oh, some, someone had hold of a joined up pen there, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I was eight years old at that time. But somebody yeah, got the pen fully, license early. <laughs> it's uh, it's fully it's fully completed. Um, oh, and wow, and oh, man, that's I amazing. I treasure this um completely it's i have i nearly lost it uh a little while ago but i don't know if you, again you've done everything you can see but this, uh, no, it's, that's it's, incredible it's fully completed and uh, what, what year was that released so this was 1983 oh, so wow, 1983 this is an original 1983 it um, looks in good nick as well there Lewis. it's not too bad the, the spine's a little bit um done but uh, this is the, the, the best bit, though. Look at the price. 20p. 20p. Wow. 20p for, for my book. So um, It cost so me 70p is... for a packet of Premier League stickers now. Exactly, right. So 20p for the book. They were 20p a pack of, of five yeah. um, or six stickers. Um, yeah, this is this is my prize possession, people. And... Uh, I'm I'm holding on to it for uh, as long as I possibly can. That's so, uh, so there you go. That's my prize Star Wars possession. Well, I'm not. I think Lewis wins this round. Don't he just? Don't he just? Yeah. I, I I love Star Wars. I love the fact you've got an original sticker album because 
one of my favourite comments or quotes about Star Wars of all times is a quote from uh, the Big Bang Theory. They're all sitting down to watch it, and Halle Wallowitz goes, come on, guys, I want to watch Star Wars before George Lucas changes it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. It, is, it is such a cultural phenomenon. I, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm really good friends um, with uh, Ozzy Robin English Gen, uh, another YouTube channel. They, if you ever get a chance to watch their home videos... They have a phenomenal Star Wars collection. Yeah, they do. Like, right. I, I, I quite often rib Darren about new stuff coming out. Like he was going on about something the other day, and I was like, "You gonna buy it yet, Darren?" He's like, "No, no, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy it." I was like, "Darren, are you gonna buy it?" He's like, mm, "I don't know." See what Rob says. Rob's is, Rob's gonna say yes, Darren, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he will do. <laughs> so, but uh, an interesting tidbit. Um, Rob is a animator. Oh, I, I don't know what his correct title is, but he's an animator on films and programs. Rob animated the Sandcrawler scene in episode two of The Mandalorian. Wow, really? Yeah, very, very cool guy to have on. In fact, I, some of I, that. I, I must amazing. contact Rob and Darren and say about them coming on and talking about their experiences and stuff like that. But for sure, yeah. that'd, be, it, oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it just uh, his stories about like working for Lucas are just phenomenal. Like, he's never met anybody big there, but to turn on the say, you see that bit in that program there? Yeah, I did that. It's like the yeah. engineer equivalent saying, see that house there? Yeah, it works in that one. Yeah. <laughs> that that is. is awesome. That's amazing, though. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. definitely. Well, that's, uh, that's question of the week. If you enjoy watching weekly episodes of your favourite Disney podcasts, then head on over to YouTube and check us out. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get to see our shows first. I love your face and that image. It's brilliant. <laughs> I don't even think I did it on purpose, but you know what? I'm claiming ownership of that one. Oh, sorry. I'm just I'm just having a drink at a BB-8. Hold on. Oh, that's all. That is also awesome. Okay. How many Starbucks mugs and stuff have you got with you? Um, hold on. Let me just. He's got a collection, <laughs> hasn't he? <laughs> no, that's all I've got. I've got okay. that and that. That's that's that. all, folks. That's it. Okay, so we're going to do things slightly differently this week, like I said, because the news is going to be our um, our main segment this week. So we're actually going to start off the show with the travel deal of the week. So as you all know, Lewis is the owner of Your Great Adventures, and he is going to give us a um, awesome travel deal of the week. Yeah, indeed. Travel deal of the week. <laughs> Yeah, we do, do need a jingle, don't we? So, um, next slide, please, Danny, if that's okay. Yes, I will, yes. Bear with me, please. Uh, Mr. Mr. Chris Whitty. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have it on my screen because I'm, I can't control it because Andy oh. Robinson is controlling it or someone. There we go. Oh, I have the power. There we go. Okay. I the power. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can see we're so organized. We are. Go for it. Indeed. So this is the travel deal of the week. Next slide, please, Andy. Here we go. So this is a, a November 22 Couples Orlando 14-night split stay. So um, get into the Christmas spirit and have the best of both theme parks with this Walt Disney World and Universal Studios holiday. So this departs on the 28th of November, and it's for two people. And you get 10 nights at Disney's Coronado Springs in a standard room 
plus your 14 day Disney tickets and memory maker. Then you head over to Universal Orlando Resort and stay four nights at the Aventura Hotel, again in a standard room, uh, and three and three park Universal tickets for 14 days. Uh, also, with this deal, just from your great adventures you will get a uk the uk airport lounge passes for free and the free unofficial guide to walt disney world book uh whatever volume that is at that time um, that's, that's amazing that. you can get that yeah so um and this deal uh, now bearing in mind you're staying on site in two places plus your park tickets it it's not shocking because no. obviously, if you've got four people in a room, it, it brings the cost down. But it's two nine 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 a person. Um, so yes, it's um, actually. Do you know what? That's wrong. And once again, I've written that wrong. It's actually two four nine nine per person. But at least I got the year right this time. So um, <laughs> yeah, so it's two four nine nine per person. So it's even better than what it says there. Um, so yes, um, if you would like to book this deal for two four nine nine per person, plus you get UK free uh, UK airport lounge passes and free an uh, official guide to Walt Disney World book. Plus, if you mention this podcast, I will also throw in something else which I've not quite decided on yet. Um. Actually, I tell you what, I will throw in lounge passes in Orlando Airport. Uh, so, yes, if you mention this podcast, that's what you will get. So, that is the deal of the week from Your Great Adventures Travel Planning. Thank you very much. It's the travel deal of the week. Travel deal of the week. If you love listening to your podcasts, check us out on all good podcast sites, including Apple and Spotify. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Wonderful. So that's going to bring us to our main topic this week, which is the news. And boy, oh boy, there's quite a bit. So we're just going to start off with, obviously, um, for those of you that have been living under a rock, um, Universal Orlando soft opened the Velocicoaster Um the other day uh i managed to watch a pov of this attraction i did find it on youtube um this looks insane um universal right now as of this moment are hands down creating better attractions than disney because i think they're putting in more planning, more care, and they're actually giving the guests what they want. Mm -hmm. So just as a, a bit of a refresher, so Velocicoaster is uh, the upcoming launched roller coaster at Islands of Adventure. Um, it's actually manufactured by Intamin, and this is going to be um, – this is going to be – where is it? It's actually going to be Universal's third collaboration with Intamin. Um, they also did Escape from Gringotts and Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Uh, so the Velocicoaster, like I said, will be located in the Islands of Adventure Jurassic Park area. 
um, and it will feature two high-speed launches powered by linear synchronous motors. I've never seen that word before in my life. <laughs> linear synchronous. Um, yep, that one. Um, it's going to have the signature 155-foot-tall top hat, several inversions, and a maximum speed of 70 miles an hour. Now, the top hat looked impressive, but what I really liked was the barrel roll over the lagoon. I yeah. thought that looked immense. Yes. What do you guys think of what you've seen so far of this attraction? Um, so I would like to go first, if you don't mind, Lewis, um, yeah. to put this into context for the listeners and the viewers. Um, I think I sat there, I watched these POVs, I watched various people do, you know, the, the videos where they're talking about the ride queues and the, 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 the pre-show is just amazing. Um, I got very excited. I even think I weed a little bit when I watched it. Um, it, it was just so amazing. Um, with the greatest respect to guy, the people that have done the POVs, I really can't wait for somebody to go in and do a very high quality. I mean, the, the POVs are great, don't get me wrong. But, you know, eventually when you get somebody with like a 4K camera, it's very, very yeah. professionally done. Um, the, the audio for me was a little bit, just a bit too loud in places, but it looks phenomenal. And I, oh my God. Um, I, I've literally just bought um, a hotel at the Universal for two nights with Premier Passes to go on this ride. Um, well, at the minute, this is virtual queue only. Yeah, yeah. So get your phone yeah, out. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I noticed that the other day. I downloaded the Universal app and started looking at it, and I just thought, oh yeah, I can see them going this way. But I still think the Peasant Pass will work. Sorry, Premier Pass will work <laughs> in the sense of, um, you know, walking past me. I love the the Premier Pass. Um, I always do my best. Um. Fifth element impression, you know, you walk past, you walk in the queues, multipath, I'm walking off. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait to go. Um, just for the listeners and viewers, I'm not going to mention where I booked my uh, hotels. Uh, but, you know, uh, you do get the premium pass with the Hard Rock. I, I think you get it with the Lowe's Pacific, is it? And oh, Lowe's Pacific, yep. Yeah. yeah, and is it the Portofino as well you get it with? I believe so, yep. Yeah. Yep, so... Yep. If you do find that you want to have that edge, um, I priced up the Premier Pass for two days. It was £1,500. I priced up uh, using a very disreputable travel, travel agent, who I absolutely love. And I got uh, my room for five people. So that's me, my wife and three kids for a damn sight less. So if you are thinking Premier Pass is the way to go, having a cheeky night in a universal hotel, contact... My wonderful friend, who currently seems to be sat below me at this moment in time, and he will sort you out a room. It is he, definitely worth it for this attraction. He's the parent in this Brady Bunch thing we're <laughs> doing here. Yes, indeed. There's indeed. a story of a man named Miller. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for that uh, plug, Andy, and it's always a pleasure to help any anybody out, but especially you guys. Uh, and uh, so, yes, uh, you've actually, you know, that is as you say, if you're if you're you're getting that free with your room, and you you're saving pretty much half the money, if not more. Actually, I say more than fifty percent. Yeah, you, you did. 
yeah yeah so it's it's well worth doing it's a very top tip actually to book up a a a a, 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 a premier resort shall we say uh, at Universal to get those those benefits. So definitely do that. Uh, with regards to the uh, Velocicoaster, oh, mate, um, I hear what you're saying, uh, Danny, uh, about Universal really knocking it out of the parks. Uh, I also was watching uh, lots of uh, vlogs on YouTube, uh, lots of people getting very excited about it. It does look really incredible. Uh the theming just looks insane. Uh, yeah, and I think we've mentioned this before in previous podcasts, but one of the things that I love about what Universal are doing is they're not holding out on anybody. They are saying, look, we want you guys to come and enjoy something new, and we're opening it up for the summer. Um, unlike our friends at Disney, who you know I have a lot of love for, but you know, they really should have got um, uh, Ratatouille out before October the 1st. Yeah, um, absolutely. So just just for the people that are paying the, the money, because they're still paying, you know, big money to go and visit that park, and they should be, and they should be rewarded for that. So uh, I, this is definitely a, a upmanship, one upmanship from Universal, um, they've done it. They played an absolute blinder here, and you know what? They've really brought out two cracking coasters, you know, over the last couple of years. And uh, you know, kudos to them. You know, my heart is still with Disney, but it's slowly moving across. And I, for one, I am, you know, I, I say it every week, I am on my knees praying that we can get out there in July, and. Uh, if we do, then I will definitely be doing whatever I can to experience this coaster, despite the fact that Evie is petrified of the, the lap bar thing. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was really interesting. I, I, I watched uh, Paige in Mr. Morrow, um, who who said, <gasps> said himself he was quite concerned about his size and you know and whether he would be able to fit. But he was he was he was comfortable in there. And uh, you know th this looks like it's it's been really well designed, and it doesn't surprise me that Universal have worked with that particular company again yeah. uh, after the success of Hagrid's. Even though Hagrid's has had a bit of a a problem, you know, getting going. It's oh, a, it's it, a, it was a problem child to start with, but it's yeah. it's learnt the the error of its ways, and it's, yeah. you know, it's a good little boy now. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think it's. It, being consistent, isn't it? And yeah. I think you know, I haven't tried Rise of the Resistance. That's the the attraction that I'm desperate to try. Uh, but uh, I I still think that this probably might have the edge potentially. Uh, but I, I, again, I hope to find out very soon. I think this is everything Disney wishes Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is going to be. Um, and I know we're saying that without stepping foot on it and really only seeing one POV video, but but I think Disney now are looking at the Velocicoaster and going, Guardians of the Galaxy better be good. Yeah, you know, and, you know and they're a bit reactive though, rather than being proactive. I mean, they did it with, didn't they, with um, 
Pandora. Pandora opened what seven, eight years after the Wizarding World of Harry Potter did. Yeah, but this is what Disney are like. Disney are in no rush to add all this stuff. They're they're in no rush. They don't care. They don't care because they know we're still going to come. People are still going to come. So if you've got Mr. and Mrs. Smith that are going for their first trip in 2022, they're going to know no different because they might not go back in 2023. They might not go back until 2027. Then they'll be like, oh, look at the, this wasn't here last time, was it? But, but you're thinking, obviously, of the UK market. How much the US market leaves it for time? Because obviously, the biggest expense for us is the airfare, right? The hotel prices don't change from the UK to America. They're pretty much par for par. The big expense for us is that flight. But if you're flying from Massachusetts or even California, the, the prices of getting there are going to be so cheap that you could theoretically afford to go once or twice a year, you know, particularly if you're using a budget airline like JetBlue or southwestern you know if we had an easy jet airline that would travel us to orlando yeah probably still wouldn't fly them but still um you know it's i don't think the international market is the key demographic when they look at this i do think they look at it and go will americans still keep coming year after year after year to disney stay at disney if we don't up our game every time and i think disney's doing little bits that you know they they're updating bits of that because it needed a bit of a facelift. They did uh, Hollywood Studios last year. Um, they did a little bit with um, Animal Kingdom with the Kingdom of Avatar. And obviously, they've listened to my show and listened to me say that they need to bulldoze Dinoland USA, particularly Jesse and Hester. You know, because I said to do that. <laughs> and, you know, they're updating bits in Magic Kingdom and they did so a few years ago with New Fantasyland. My question is. When is Disney going to get its uh, thumb out its backside and open the fifth gate? Yeah, I think not at the moment. I think that's a question for another show. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do see, but it's not going to be for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hear you, Andy. I mean, it, it's just you know, they Disney are very reactive and uh, instead of being proactive, and I think that's a shame, really. Um, but as Danny, you're really absolutely on the ball there when you're saying uh, that they know that people will come. However, there's going to be a point, there's got to be a point where people will say, I can't, I just can't justify this. I can't justify the, the, the increases in pricing. And because eventually people are going to have bad experiences. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you have a bad experience, that is going to tarnish your enjoyment. And, uh, you know, I, from what I'm seeing, people are enjoying Universal much, much more than they are Thank Disney you. if they're in kind of like the more adult age bracket. Obviously, when you've got younger families, it, you're still going to have a, a love for Disney because that's what it's all about. But if you're in the upper age bracket and you've got older kids, you know, Disney becomes less, less appealing in that that sense because mm. it's not quite as magical as and it's not quite doing everything that it should be doing, like what we're seeing Universal do right now. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. It's. I mean, this can these parks trying to outdo one another can only be good for one thing, and that's us. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
heard enough podcasters in the past talk about when Universal were on their game, Disney step it up. Yeah. And when Disney step it up, Universal step it up. And that can only be good for us. So, I mean, they can play this game of chess till the day I die, as long as we still keep getting the results that make me want to go back and go, do you know what? Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind was an amazing coaster. Tron Light Cycle was an amazing coaster. The Velocicoaster was an amazing coaster. As long as I come off going, that was so worth it. Yeah. They've won. And at the end of the day, they, they just want us to keep coming back. And, yeah. and we will. We will until it, mm. till it no longer satisfies our needs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've heard Pete Werner say it many times with the Disney Plugged. You know, he said himself, he sat there for years complaining about ticket prices going up, saying, we have to stop going, we have to stop going. And he eventually said, the realisation is no matter how much they charge me, I'm going to keep going. So I'm just going to stop yeah. saying it. Yep. You know, to paraphrase one of my favourite films, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, exactly. Right, we're going to move. Anyone got anything else to add on the Velocicoaster? Yeah, it's awesome. Can't wait to ride it. Super. Yep. So that's a lovely, lovely picture there. Mm. Amazing. Long exposure as well, isn't it? Yeah. So our next news story is Marvel has announced release dates and new titles for upcoming MCU films. So please bear with us because we are going to play you a little video. I love being with people. It's the most incredible thing in the world. What are you doing? Oh, this is nice. That world may change and evolve. But the one thing that will never change, we're all part of one big family. He's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. Higher, further, faster, baby. That's right. We're all part of one universe. Wakanda forever! That moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. Who's we? 
love something, you fight for it. We're the ones who changed everything. Um, okay. Holy moly. So we got, we got some release dates there, plus some more footage from black, the upcoming black widow, the eternals film and Shang-Chi and the, um, the, the 10 rings, um, legend of the 10 rings, even sorry. Um, I tell you, just, yeah, like, is there anything that Marvel Studios <laughs> can't do? So I, I messaged you the other day as soon as you posted that, and it was like, holy... Yep. Look at Fantastic Four right there. We knew it was coming. Yep. We just didn't know it was going to be in Phase 4. I mean, there, there was hints, wasn't it, in um, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home with the, you know, the four, what's next outside the old Avengers Tower. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I'm excited, and I haven't been excited for Fantastic Four since God knows when. <laughs> yeah. And... See, so I do have a theory on who's purchased the old Avengers Tower, and I, I don't think it's Fantastic Four, but I will get into the, all that at a later date. So we've got um, Black Widow being released on July 9th. We know this is coming to cinemas and being released on Disney Plus with Premier Access. That That's my birthday, that. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I said to my, my missus, like, you're 40 this year. What do you want? I want, I want a Black Widow. Shouldn't you can't ask Scarlett Johansson. Don't we all, Andy? Don't we all? <laughs> don't we just? But I will yeah. settle for this. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. so we've got Black I mean, Widow coming... Uh, go on, Liz. So I was going to say, he, he knew that Black Widow was a stormtrooper. Oh, what, with the outfit? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, I, just reminded me I, of a stormtrooper completely. Yeah, I know. But what I like is, is Marvel is now becoming very comic book um, with their outfits. It's, mm. it, is the, it is the outfits they wear in, in the comics rather than what's they've gone yeah you're just going to wear that so it really that all started with wandavision and the the end of wandavision with the outfit that wonder maximoff was, was wearing in that and that is a more to comic outfit we went the same with falcon and the winter soldier um i you you have you all caught up with falcon and the winter soldier mm. yeah sorry come on don't swear Spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Sorry, I meant Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, that outfit was incredible. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, this is now 
a bit of a prequel to before Infinity War and Endgame for Black Widow. We go back to her past. We have spoken about it um, in a past podcast. Um, we do then move on to uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings with a Can release. I just say, with yep. this, I-, I will rebel if Trevor's not in it. I, I well, will flash out rebel if he's not in it because I reckon I, he will be there. I think he'll be there or thereabouts. If they're going to do the, if they're going to carry on from that one shot, yeah, um, Marvel short that they did, then there might be something that's obviously going to continue with with Trevor yeah. Slattery and his portrayal portrayal of the Mandarin, which obviously we know he's not. So the, for those people who aren't massive major. Marvel nerds like me and Dan and not Lewis. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Slattery was a guy who pretended to be the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 but was proven not to be. There is a Marvel one-shot that was released around about the time of, I think it was Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, of... Yeah. Uh, it's available, I believe, in Disney Plus and it's called Hail to the King. Yeah. And it's about Trevor being in prison. He's doing a documentary and it ends with him being threatened by a member of the Ten Rings by the real Mandarin. So, we always knew the Mandarin was coming at some point. We always thought it'd be an Avengers movie until Marvel announced Shang-Chi. But, yeah, mate, I, I've, I've got very high hopes for this. Uh, so do uh, I. What, how do you pronounce it? Is it Af- Afko Sana? Um, from, she, was in, she played the dragon in uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. Yeah. I, I think she's I just got gold I, at the I moment. I don't want to butcher the name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll do it for us all. I'll butcher the name, yeah. but... I think she's a brilliant actress, and I am legitimately excited about this. Yeah, so am I. And the, and the thing is as well is the Ten Rings have been hidden within films, Marvel films in the past. Ant-Man, um, Ant-Man, Ant-Man. There is, um, there's a guy that's going to try and buy the yellow jacket. Um, he actually has a Ten Ring tattoo on his neck, so that's a little Easter egg for you, the, for those that haven't spotted it. Um, and the, the Ten Rings have sort of been seen – scattered about iron man one obviously comes to mind yeah when he gets when he gets kidnapped there um but yeah so shang chi and the and the legend of the ten rings i am very much looking forward to come september 3rd yes cool so we have the eternals coming on november 5th um so the eternals is basically they are what they are basically the beginning of the MCU. Um, all you know, they, they are the, the the figureheads that 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 speared the creation of everything thereabouts. So um, this is start Angelina Jolie's in it, Salma Hayek. Um, there's a Kit Harrington. Yep. Yeah, there's there's Richard there's Madden. there's a fair amount of um, names in this one. Yeah, and big they, big A list of names. Yeah, and again, this is another one that I am very much looking forward to as well. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I'm looking forward to all of them. So me saying, I'm very much looking forward to that, is sort of me just, it's a cop-out, really. (laughs) Um, Then on December 17th, we have Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, This will continue Tom Holland's um, portray as Peter Parker. Um, So this will carry on from... from, Spider-Man Far From Home um, and carrying on. Obviously, Peter now, the world now knows who Spider-Man is. 
Spoiler alert if you don't watch the end credit scenes, but that's your fault. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, with J. Jonah Jameson and um, Mysterio doing his little business, everyone now knows who Peter Parker is. The rumour is, is um, Charlie Cox will be reprising his role as Daredevil. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one can only hope. Let's... I've heard, I've heard rumours that... Um... That Craven the Hunter is supposed to be in it as well. Yeah, that's also what I've heard as well. Um, you know, so let's let's hope because that will be uh, that will be pretty cool if it is. Can I add a little bit of additional Spider-Man news? I'm not sure if it's in your lineup, but um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man is coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, so. I haven't put it in any of the news because I think it's mainly an American side of Disney Plus. Yeah. Because I think at the moment, I think Sky has got both Spider-Man films and I don't think they're going to be giving it up anytime soon. So um, I assume once the contract's done with Sky, Disney and Sony will you know, obviously talk and try and get the Spider-Man films onto um, onto Disney Plus over here as well. Um, and then we have March 25th, 2022. Now, this is the one I'm, I'm at the moment most looking forward to. And it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, this will be a continuation going forward from, I am going to say, the events of WandaVision and everything that happened there. With again, if you haven't watched the end credit scenes, that's your problem. Um, so obviously, in uh, WandaVision, we saw Wanda reading from the dark hold and basically learning everything that's going on in there. I think this is now going to be the uh, the storyline going forward within this, and obviously, with the title, it does give away that the multiverse is coming and we are going to start seeing branches of this and that being pulled out from different universes. Um, of course this could all, the, the multiverse could be start, could have already started and it could start in films before this, um, mainly Spider-Man. Um, yeah. But the rumors about who's in it. Well, we, we know that Alfred Molina is reprising his role as Dr. Octopus from the, um, Toby Maguire Spider Man series and Jamie Foxx is reprising his role as Electro from the Andrew Garfield um, Spider Man series. So, mm-hmm. the, the only bit of news we haven't obviously had confirmed is is Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire going to be in this film? Um, as soon as it is confirmed, I can assure you we will be releasing that news once we know. Um, and then we have Thor, Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022. If this is anything like Ragnarok, um, this is going to be hilariously funny and brilliant. So I am very much looking forward to that. I don't know about you guys, but I- I'm loving what the direction Thor's gone in since Ragnarok. So, yes, yeah, so um, I think it's been a very good direction. I, 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 can, I don't want to butcher the guy's name, but Taki. Hi, guys. My name's Cog. Hey guys, I'm, I'm a rock. My name's Cog. I'm a pile of rocks. I'm actually a 
sentient being. No need to be afraid. Unless, of course, you're made of scissors. <laughs> Little rock, paper, scissors joke there. <laughs> I love him. He's brilliant. Uh, if you ever get a chance to watch... Um... Meek's dead. Meek's dead. Oh, no, yeah, no. I, stomped, I stomped on him. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to watch Jojo Rabbit, he's hilarious. I think he's fantastic yeah. as a director and actor. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love it. That whole thing, oh no, my brother's hurt. <laughs> I think that just epitomizes the foreign Loki relationship so, so much. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ben. We're going to go jump on this ship. Want to come? Uh, yeah. And then we have July 8th, 2022, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now, the title in itself gives me goosebumps every time I've said it. Um, I literally have just got goosebumps now, as I've said, uttered the yeah. word under forever. Um, so what we know about this film is we are, we're not going to, it, it looks like we're not going to explore a new Black Panther as of right now, um, from what we're gathering. It's going to be more about the country of Wakanda and what happens within the country that has made it what it is within the MCU. Um, obviously we are going to still have those characters of Shiri and, and, um, and AO and all that lot coming into it. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to see what direction they go because mm -hmm. what I've read so far is, is that they will not be recasting King T'Challa nor will they be doing any clever Star Wars CGI no. magic within it. So I'm I'm intrigued to see where this film is is going to be taking the Black Panther franchise. I wonder whether or not there's going to be a hint about what happens at the end of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier with Zemo being taken into custody. I, I wonder whether or not there's going to be something there in terms of a reflective piece. Uh, some I can't remember what the lady's name was the head of the the militant guard yeah. who said I would give Wakanda a wide berth for a while, and that's not necessarily mentioning oh, that yeah, maybe Bucky has done something. That was Ao. Yeah, so yeah, Ao yeah. saying that to Bucky. It makes you think she's targeting Bucky, but but then no, you also got to think. I think Bucky Barnes is going to be a big part of this film. Yeah, because. I think what the Wakandans had a hell of a lot of screen time in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They didn't just the, the White Wolf character of Bucky was obviously mentioned quite a bit. Um, so I, I think Sebastian Stan is going to end up having a. I've, that is right, isn't it? It's is Sebastian Stan. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to have a role to play in this film. Um, what what that role will be, obviously, will be Bucky Barnes, but. Where it's going, we don't really know. Um, we then have The Marvels coming out November 11th, 2022. This is the sequel to Captain Marvel. Um, and also, as we can tell by the S on the end of The Marvels, Miss Marvel is Miss Marvel. Um, I don't know whether she's going to be introduced in this film or the TV series is already going to be released before this film. I um, believe it's that from what I've read online. It's the TV series will set her up as a character and then whatever the storyline will introduce her. Um, apparently, from what I've read as well, uh, the character of Monica Rambeau will also be in it as well. Absolutely. 
So hopefully we can find out who's up there on that ship. I wonder when not this storyline with the Marvels is setting up the Secret War storyline. This is all for the Secret Invasion, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely. But is it Fury that wants to see Monica Rambeau or is there somebody else up there? Because don't forget, Steve Rogers is on the moon, isn't he? <laughs> Apparently so. Or could he be in a spaceship with Nick Fury? Why would Steve Rogers want to see it, though? I don't know. Don't forget. I've read somewhere, and I just thought, you know what, that'd be funny to just plonk in a podcast and see what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Rumour can be spread from there. Rumour, Chris Evans will star in the Marvels. (laughs) Yeah, let's see if we can start getting traction. Hashtag Danny said it so. Clickbait. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, yeah this is i mean like i said i'm looking forward to all of these it will be silly of me to say i'm not looking forward to any of them i'm looking forward to them all um but this this should be a good one as well so november 11 2022 um we then move on to february 17th 2023 for the third ant-man um and the wasp quantum mania um we know this is going to involve kang the conqueror um as the big baddie um and hopefully we can see him uh we can see him as the even bigger baddie going forward along the MCU timeline. Um, so that looks cool as well. And then May 5th, 2023, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, please take a note at the date that this is going to be released. May 5th, 2023. When do we hazard a guess that they're going to start filming this film? Not on next year. Okay. Not till and, uh, so that's ha- twenty. That's twenty twenty two. So when was Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind scheduled to be open? twenty twenty two of this year, actually. I think. Okay, so yeah. it's definitely not opening this year hmm. because they will only film the film elements for that roller coaster when they are filming this film. But yeah. don't forget. Coming December 2022 is the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yeah. So um, I've got a feeling they'll start filming bits and bats within the next 12 months. Uh, so I think once they start doing that Christmas special, those scenes will be filmed. Well, that's it. Well, James Gunn has to get it done. <laughs> yeah. There was a tweet from him, wasn't there? I think you, there you guys spoke, spoke about it before and he said that you know, there was somebody who was asking about something in particular, and he said, "Well, I've got this, 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 and this, this to do." And uh, obviously, all the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff was was there. Um, yeah. uh, Wikipedia, although we we always take Wiki as a with a bit of a pinch of salt, is mm. suggesting that they are going to start filming late twenty one in London. Um, oh wow! Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so they might be doing the Christmas special for 2022, the ride and this all at the same time. So, I would yeah, imagine so. Okay. So 2022 may be on the cards then for Cosmic Rewind. It has to be, hasn't it? I mean, they can't hold it back, uh, you know, any longer, really. I mean, obviously, there's going to be not only is it the filming, then they've got to cut it, they've got to edit it, they've got to make it right on all yeah. the, the screens. This is just... It's going to take a while, but yeah. hey, they've got they've got to get this ride going because that's an investment. That's money just sitting there doing nothing right now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah, I can't see Disney sitting on the rounds when it comes to two separate uh, rides at Epcot. I mean, if they do, then, my God, somebody needs the, you know, backside yeah. kicking for that one. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have no time frame, no date, but it has now been confirmed that amongst this lineup, the Fantastic Four film will be coming to the MCU. So let's hope they do that first family some justice that they deserve and we get a decent Fantastic Four film for a change. Hey, it's <coughs> Marvel. Shouldn't yeah. be a bad Marvel film. I mean, if you, if you look at, yeah, yeah, but that that's still <laughs> an okay film. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't dislike it. I just don't think it was as good as maybe, you know, it's certainly not in the same caliber as Endgame. It's definitely not up there with Winter Soldier or even Civil War. And I still yeah. think uh, the um, Ed Norton Hulk's better than it. But still, they can't do a bad film. And you, you look at the writing, you look at the scripting. You look at the likes of Kevin Feige. Um, I don't think there's been a good Spider-Man film since Spider-Man 2. I think that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2 film was the best one they did mm. prior to the Tom current, Martin. yeah, to the current Home series. Yeah. And look at it, you know that that whole storyline with uh, you know Nick Fury in the second one. You got uh, Tony Stark in the first one. That, you don't even need to drop any extra characters in it. You don't need to have anybody in it. But the mm. whole interlinked serialized storyline of the MCU, I've got hopes. I've got really good hopes for uh, Fantastic Four. And you know what? I'm seriously, seriously excited because this was one of my favorite comic books as a kid. It was one of my favorite cartoons. And yep. like you say, I want somebody to do justice to this now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Justice for Reed Richards. Yeah. John Karabredowski. Kuzinski. Yeah. That's the one. And Emily Blunt. That'll be oh. my. Yeah. Who, who, uh, you, who would you have as a human torch? Chris Evans. You know what? That would be funny. <laughs> it just <laughs> would be yeah. funny. If they did a multiverse yeah. film um, with the yeah. Fantastic Four and he just stood there talking to Captain America going, nice ass. And <laughs> what flies off? That'd be funny. I mean, Human Torch would need to be some. It need to be somebody that's good looking, has a good body, and is quite funny. I'm available. In the case, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the human parts there anyway. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Nah, no. Nah. I I like Channing Tatum, but I I think as a man, an MCU character kind of destroyed it when the people are trying to get him cast as Gambit. He just ruined it for uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know, really. Uh, it makes for good listening, doesn't it? Yeah. It does, doesn't let's it? move along, shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's move along. So, our next news story is the uh, Disney have announced that the college program will return. Hooray! <laughs> okay. So, um, Disney uh, is possibly getting ready to increase its capacity in the theme parks coming soon because participants in the 2020 Disney College program have just been invited to return as soon as next month, even if their program was ended early or was suspended. 
Uh, applications for a new program will open on May 5th, so tomorrow. Uh, an exciting ex uh, an exciting change is that eligib eligibility requirements have been modified to allow those who missed out last time to the ability to apply, including people who graduated while the program was suspended. Uh, the new eligibility... Oh, blimey. Why can't <laughs> I say that word? Eligibility rule. Come on. Announce it, darling. So that new rule also states that students must currently be enrolled in college or taking college classes. They may they need to have completed at least one semester or graduated within 24 months of the application posting date. Um, so those who join the Disney College program will now be the first to live in the new Flamingo Crossing Village Complex. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Disney is modifying the occupancy of these units and will allow vaccinated participants the opportunity to live with other fully vaccinated participants. Now, nice, nice. Is this is this Disney going? Okay, we got rid of loads of people, and a lot of them were college program guys and girls. We're at thirty five percent capacity. Mandates are going to start being lifted and we need to get more capacity and more things open in these parks. Is this Disney now looking at this going, hi, guys, do you want to come back and work for us for relatively no money compared to most people? Or is this Disney? I don't know. Just part of me's got it in my head that this is Disney trying to get a bit of cheap labor out of people to get enough staff members and cast members into these parks as humanly possible for when the park capacity increases up to 50, 75, 100%. What do you guys think? I'm happy that they're coming back. Don't get me wrong. But what do you guys think? Am I thinking too much into this or? No. So I've mentioned before, I've got friends over there, so I'm sure many of us have uh, in the community who are uh, cast members who sadly did get made redundant. Uh, they've had to move on. Uh, they've had to find other jobs. They've had to, you know, provide for their family. And I think many of them are now in a place where they wouldn't want to return. Oh, they found something else, and it's difficult for them just to turn and say, sorry, mate, Disney's calling. Whereas the, the college programme, is always about Disney investment in people. It always has been about Disney investing. Yeah, all right, cheap labor. Um, but I, I don't want to go as far as saying this is Disney um, trying to find a way around recruiting people back at full rate. I do think it's Disney saying we we offer an opportunity for, you know, I, I, I can't think, I would think of Evie and Freddie, so they're going to be at the age in a few years' time where they're going to go to uni. And they could possibly do something like this. I mean, I, w I wouldn't be surprised if Evie does apply. You know, I can definitely see her doing something like that. Yeah. And this is a great opportunity for kids to do it. I wish I, I'll be 100% honest with you. I wish I knew about the, the college program 20 odd years ago when I was of an age where yeah. I could have applied for it because I would have loved to have gone and done it. Yeah. Um, and I think that is Disney giving something back. I don't want to go away and say, this is Disney thinking, right, okay, um, how can we get cheap labor? You know, Let's bring the college kids back. I think this is them beginning. And I do think, as we saw with Disneyland California recently, they are going to be putting calls out to past cast members and say, listen, we had to take actions because of the circumstances we were in. Okay. However, 
we would like to gradually invite you back to your old roles should you want to. Like I say, I think some people have moved on for the better. Other people might want to go back. But no, I don't think it's anything other than that. Yeah, I, I, I actually agree with... Uh, I, I actually agree with Andy. And I, I agree with Andy. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's... Um, this is one of the, this is one of my favourite bits of news today. Um, I, I'm so pleased that they they have announced this. For me, this makes me feel like they that Disney are preparing for a return to normality over the next few months, or a sense of normality over the next few months. Uh, they are going to have to open up uh, more. Restaurants, they're going to have to open up more attractions. They're definitely going to have to get some shows on the go uh, sooner rather than later to eat up some of that capacity. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we've already said that until that point is ready, they can't really increase any more capacity because there seem to be a, a spilling over point already now because there's just nowhere left to queue um with the social distancing rules that are in place right now they need more attractions to be opening and restaurants to be opening up to, to, to kind of fit more people in uh but so again i i'm not seeing it as a cheap labor option i'm seeing this as we're we're calling back cast members um, because we are having to start moving quickly and we're calling we're calling back college program the college program because we are having to quickly manoeuvre to get ready for the summer season and 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 beyond. And particularly, I think, for the 50th anniversary, they really need to have everybody in place, trained up, and they're ready to go for the 1st of October, because that next year, well, from the 1st of October and next year going forward, it's going to be, you know, a full a packed house. And they need to be prepared. So, yeah, I, I just see this as as a great a great news story, and um, I, I'm hoping that we're going to see Disney preparing for elements of normality. Fair enough. What about yeah. you, Dan? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, now you guys have said what you've said. I think my mind was doing Jedi tricks on me and thinking, is this Disney now going, hey, cheap labor, woohoo, we've got more cast members, you know, and, and you know, that, that might be the case. Um, but yeah, you know, they know they need more cast members. They know they need more because they are not going to be sitting at 35% capacity for the rest of their existence and they they need these people back so i am i am so happy that these these cast members are going to be returning yeah. um you know they they are probably the the most cast members that we interact with yeah. when we go are probably college program cast members Absolutely. um you know so i mean and they're going to be happy that they're back i mean you you just look at the Disneyland cast members for Christ's sake that yeah, them coming that... back the other day. I've never seen a, a happier bunch of human beings in my life. Yeah, so... uh, and I think and I think the the thing with that though we saw 
we saw the Walt Disney World cast members ecstatic to be back in last mm. July. The problem is right now, and this is what I'm seeing and reading and hearing, is that they've got there's there's a point now where Walt Disney World is kind of bursting at the seams because they can't necessarily fit, particularly Magic Kingdom, they can't necessarily fit, fit more people in there because of, like I said, the queuing structures and all that. And people are getting, the guests are starting to get a little bit frazzled by the whole thing. And that's yeah. then going to be pushed back onto the cast members. The yeah. cast members are then going to lose their mojo. And I don't want to see that. I really don't want to see that. But I want to see them happy because a happy cast member actually makes makes it like ninety percent of your Walt Disney World experience, you know, good. If you get a bad cast member, you know, and I'm not saying any of them are bad. I'm just saying that they might be having a bad day because the person before has might have shouted at them. You know, yep. it that doesn't bode well for a good experience. I, I think the hierarchy have to look at this really quickly and start and and start getting more restaurants open, more attractions open, you know, theatres open. You know, if that's the route they're going down, then they need to go down that route yeah. quickly. Um because for the sake of these guys, because you know, you know, it's great that Walt Disney World is uh, and all the Disney parks, well except for Disneyland Paris at the moment, are are opening. But you know, we don't want these guys to lose their mojo. I really don't. No, and and I think Orange County are looking to change some of the mandates as well, aren't they? From six feet to three feet in terms yeah. of spacing. Yeah. Um, the masks may also be um, eliminated from yeah. everyday life. But, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, um, like Len Tester said on the Disney Dish podcast this week, I believe it was this week, Obviously, Disney is privately owned property. If they want to continue the masks, then th their lawyers are going to say, "Absolutely, we're keeping the masks." Yeah, and they can basically do what they want. Yeah. Um, but I think their Disney are also going to look at it and go, "Okay, well, if everybody else is getting rid of the masks, then do we really yeah. want to? Do we really want to annoy the guests to yeah. then, like you say, to then?" shout at these cast members because yeah. they've still got to wear a mask but they can go to the yeah. public they can go to public's walmart and target and not wear one you yeah. know we've already now. seen incidents haven't we in the last six months while it's been mandatory so yeah. like you say imagine disney says for our own personal reasons as a company uh, particularly for litigation we want to drag out for a little bit longer i i could see that becoming a very dangerous working environment yeah. for those people so yeah you know uh, I mean, I, I don't know whether this is in, in the news, Danny, but, you know, actually, Disney have actually already changed some of their wording mm. on uh, on the app. Apparently on the My Disney Experience app. Yep. It does... I loaded it up. I loaded it up. Yes, last night, funnily enough. Yeah. Randomly. And it was there. I will I will load it up now and see what it says, if it does say anything. Yeah. I think it says something along the lines of, we are aware that the the Florida or Orange County we, has gone. It says, we are aware of the state of Florida's plans to modify COVID-19 guidelines. We will evalu yeah. evaluate the latest guidance and maintain our current health and safety measures 
at this time, including face covering requirements. We will continue to make thoughtful adjustments to our policy as COVID-19 vaccines become available. We encourage people to get vaccinated. Yeah. That is their new little bit that they've put into the app once you load it up. Yeah. And, and the problem with that is obviously, you know, the... I don't really know what I'm trying to say here, but I, I guess that, that last phrase is we encourage people to get vaccinated. In a way, you could be almost getting to the point where they're kind of saying, well, you know, fully vaccinated people can wear a mask, don't have to wear a mask. The problem yeah. hit that at that point is, you know, they can't check everybody to make sure they have been fully vaccinated. Yeah. So it's going, they're not going to take the risk until they know that the numbers are down in the round the whole country and potentially anybody that any country that's allowed to come in yeah. and uh you know and that there's not going to be any risk that on property they are going to have a a super spreading event yeah. because if that happens that is game over yeah. for them so and they've not had it so far so they're never no. going to take a risk and as we know with the five keys that they have now health and safety is the top priority <laughs> for Walt, uh, for disney and it, oh, it has been since Walt's days yeah. it's not yeah. a new thing it's it's what some of the, the key things that he put in place is the health and safety of his guests and his cast members is are the top priority and so therefore we just have to unfortunately deal with the masks until uh, we're they, they're comfortable to deal with it otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We move on to our next news topic, which is Disney Wish announcements. Hey. Okay, so, um, so the Disney Wish is the newest ship to join the Disney Cruise Line family. Set sail in summer of 2022. Be among the first to experience the all-new enchantment on board, where fantastical worlds of beloved stories from Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar are brought to life like never before. Uh, early booking for Castaway Club members and selected Disney guests begins May 17th, 2021, and bookings open to the general public on May 27th, 2021. And I'm sure we all know somebody that can probably book people on the wish. Oh, yeah. Possibly. I, don't, I can't think of anybody decent, can you? There's like, a story of a man named Miller, Miller who has his own travel company. <laughs> and they are our official business partner of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast. You yeah, guys are wasted on that one. Yeah. Until one day when somebody picked the phone up. <laughs> there we go. And so, so will you stop making really bad songs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we start off with, um, and bear with me one moment, is um, imaginative dining. Um, is going to be on the uh, this is basically all the new announcements we're just going to go through them very quickly um, so dining meets storytelling aboard the Disney Wish step into the magical worlds of some of your favourite Disney stories and feast upon delectable gourmet specialties at three all new upscale family restaurants so the first restaurant is Arendelle a frozen dining adventure as you can see there there they are in Arendelle, and 
bear with me. So for the first time in forever, be a part of the world's first frozen themed theatrical dining experience. Uh, as you are magically transported to the enchanting kingdom, enchanting kingdom of Arendelle aboard the Disney Wish. Uh, Queen Anna and Kristoff are celebrating their engagement and have invited you, their honoured guest, to join them. Behold festive musical performances from Elsa and Olaf as you devour hearty Norwegian-inspired cuisine made by Oaken himself. It's a dinner worth melting for. So there's that first one. The second one is The Worlds of Marvel. Um, so, bear with so, me. I am on the, I'm on the Disney Cruise Line website, and you've got to scroll like a million times to get to the, <laughs> the statement that they've made. Uh, so, a, a cinematic dining experience. Assemble for her, a, a heroic dining adventure of epic proportions. Explore state-of-the-art tech at the Avengers Technology Showcase while indulging in flavorful global cuisines from classic all-american fare to rich african flavors inspired by some of your favorite heroes during dinner leap into your own action-packed superhero story where an avenger where an avenger or two might turn you turn to you to help them save the day so um can i just say here as you can see from the slide it's, it's done by pim right this is yeah. linking in to the pim restaurant in Disneyland, California, Camp- I love the fact. Campus, yeah, yeah, I find the, I love the <coughs> fact that Disney is synchronizing that straight away across the whole network. I mean, that that's just me nerding right out on the a little sign oh, yeah. of an artist rendering. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, next, we have uh, nineteen twenty three, which will look like that, and I think that looks awesome. By the way, yeah, this is my um, favorite thing. Yeah. So, evoking the glitz and glamour of old Hollywood. Named after the year the Walt Disney Studios was founded, this sophisticated dining establishment celebrates the unwavering spirit of the original studio that started it all. Travel back in time as you dine amid storyboards, sketches and props that illustrate the early animation process while uh, delighting in some of the tantalising flavours found throughout the Golden State. Um, I, I think all three of these... Dining experiences sound incredible. And yeah. I think the concept art just looks amazing as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I've said I've said in the past, I've been on I have been on a Disney cruise line. I was on the Disney Magic in 2009. I did a seven-night Caribbean cruise. I did not want to get off the ship. I loved it that much. Um, it was superb, but um I am I am so desperate to get back on one of these ships. And um the 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 next thing probably will push me towards booking something for the wish. And that's the Aquamouse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so innovative experiences combining inventive design, cutting edge technology and classic storytelling the disney wish seamlessly brings disney magic to life in new and unexpected ways while creating the next generation in family entertainment so the aquamouse is there's a little bit of concept art as you can see yeah um first ever disney attraction at sea so this is now being touted as an attraction um so oh boy 
join Mickey and Minnie on an exhilarating water adventure into a colourful cartoon world inspired by the famous Mickey Mouse animated shorts. A wash in immersive show scenes, music, lighting and special effects, this fun-filled water experience invites Disney fans to glide up, down, around and off the side of the ship through 760 feet of twisting tubes, providing breathtaking views of the ocean before splashing down into a lazy river. Right. Show scenes, lighting, music, and it's the new Mickey Mouse cartoons, which I just adore anyway. Um, this looks amazing. I mean, if you if you look at the concept art, you can see there's screens in there. Yeah, yeah, showing stuff, uh, which in, in itself is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is going. I mean, it, I'm sure it won't take you that long to go around the the 760 foot of it. I think uh, it's two minutes is what. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I guess a couple of minutes is quite. You know, it's it's quite a decent amount of time. Uh, it depends on how they uh, are going to sort of do the stops and the starts, I guess. But uh, mm. no, I, I, I oh, this is this is another kind of mind-blowing yeah. kind of thing. Because... Can you not see them updating the aqueduct to do this from the fantasy in the dream? No. Uh, no. I, I don't I think, think they would go that far. I think that stays as the aqueduct. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely stays as the aqueduct. Um, what have we got next? So you got the Walt Disney Theatre next. Um, so the Walt Disney Theatre, classic stories, spectacular new storytelling. Behold, dazzling Disney magic inside a luxurious setting inspired by the fantastical floral worlds of the animated classic Fantasia. Sit back and get lost in Broadway-style in Broadway style live, live shows, including Disney's Aladdin, a musical spectacular, plus two all-new original uh, productions. Uh, also, they've got in here is the watery delight. So you can make a splash, sun, sunshine meets fun time on the upper decks of the Disney Wish, home to 10 pools and water play areas. Wow. <laughs> 10 pools inspired by Mickey and his pals or toy around at Toy Story Splash Zone featuring larger-than-life rubber bath toys and a Slidosaurus Rex family slide. Nice. nice. I know. Uh, it, you then move on to the Hero Zone. Game on. Action-packed physical challenges and game show-style competitions can be found at this groundbreaking recreation space where families are invited to play together. Sports court, game floor, playground, movie theatre. Hero Zone is all of those and more. Are you up to the challenge? And we then have... Yeah, I am. Movies and live entertainment. Enjoy live music, comedy acts and family game shows at Luna an all-new entertainment venue featuring family fun by day and elegant entertainment at night. Or catch first-run films inside Wonderland Cinema and Neverland Cinema, two lush screening rooms inspired by Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland, offering the latest visual and audio technology. Okay, so if my memory serves me correct, the um, the current ships only have one cinema on them. So this is going to have two. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Of... Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, 
I believe the 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 tonnage isn't quite as as much as some of the, a couple of the other ships. Um, okay. But but um, you know, we sometimes we wonder how planes fly with with all the weight that's carried. But how do these things stay? <laughs> how do they float? There's so much stuff Same on way, it's magic. It's all magic, mate. It's magic. magic. Oh, mate, I tell you, it's just unbelievable. <clears throat> right, so we move on to the Kids Club now, and we start off with Marvel Superhero Academy. Uh, right, so, calling all heroes. Young Avengers stand ready. Children aged 3 to 12 are invited to spring into action and train alongside some of their favourite Marvel superheroes, including Spider-Man, Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Inside this, this sleek headquarters, kids can unleash the hero within as they team up and select their very own super suit and then put it put it to the test in a battle with some infamous villains of the Marvel Universe. Nice. And our next one is the Walt Disney Imagineering Lab. So much like actual Imagineering right now, um, it's... Uh, your 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 idea is just going to be thrown in the bin, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. Be a Disney Imagineer. Imagine what it would be like to create your own Disney attraction. At Walt Disney Imagineering Lab, kids can do just that. Through exciting hands-on activities, children will get a unique behind-the-scenes peek and discover how Disney magic is made. Kids can also tap into their own imaginations and design their very own roller coaster in the style of attraction classic like Big Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain and climb into a specially designed capsule and actually ride it. Um, Disney Quest, anyone? Yeah. Uh-huh. Take that. Yeah. Disney Quest 2.0. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Fairy Tale Hall. So Fairy Tale Hall is great your own storybook memories. Uh, inside, step inside a classic fairy tale setting, come to life, and enjoy special visits from the Disney princesses and frozen queens themselves. Inside Fairy Tale Hall, young royals can craft floating lanterns at Rapunzel's art studio, act out their favorite stories in Belle's library, and even create their own ice magic at Anna and Elsa's summer house. Happily ever after on the high seas, indeed. And then you've also got the Small World Nursery for anyone six months to three. Um, obviously, that's where you just drop dump your kids and tell them to stay there. Um, and then there is um, the Club for the Tweens and Teens. So ages 11 to 14 can go to the Edge and uh, 14 to 17 can go to the Vibe Club. Yeah. That's and do you know what the the thing that I love the most about all this is for children ages three to twelve, the kids club experience starts with a deck long slide from the grand hall to the yeah. Oceania Lab. Straight I mean, in. I mean, like, how cool is that? You before you even do anything, you're the only way you can get. Well, it's not the only way, but the best way to get. Into it's at a slide that is awesome, it's amazing. Okay, we then move on to elevated adult escapes. Adults can dine, relax, and immerse themselves in magical settings designed just for them on the Disney Wish from upscale restaurants to sophisticated lounges to an expansive pool area. We are going to start this off with the Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. May the fourth be with you. 
Although by the time we finish recording this podcast, it's going to be Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the place you're looking for. Ha ha. Coruscant, Tatooine, Batu. Watch worlds drift by at this stylish space bar boasting stellar views where you can sit back and sip on some of this, some of out of this world concoctions while being transported through throughout the Star Wars galaxy. Families are invited to experience this interstellar watering hole during the day, but at night the lounge jumps into light speed and becomes a haven for adults only, offering interactive tasting experiences and signature beverages inspired by the hit films. So that looks cool. I'm not going to lie. I will make a Star Wars fan out of my wife. I I guarantee. Um, yeah. We then have the Quiet Cove. Uh, Quiet Cove again. Um, retreat to the relaxing adults only, um, which features an infinity pool, bar and poolside lounge uh, dedicated to swimming, savouring drinks and soaking up the sun. So it's separate from the family area. It is adults only there. Yeah. Um, and then we have Paolo's Steakhouse. For those of you that don't know Paolo, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to eat on, uh, at Paolo when I went on the Disney Magic. Um, my mother and father have, and um, they decide to tell me every time we talk about a cruise. Um, but it is apparently amazing. Yeah. Um, so prepare to be pampered at this elegant adults only restaurant. Uh, inspired by the lovable pomp and, cir and circumstance of Cogsworth, the enchanted clock from Disney's Beauty and the Beast, an evolution of the Paolo restaurant that Disney cruisers already know and love. Paolo Steakhouse offers a scrumptious selection of premium steaks and exquisite Italian dishes, featuring two distinct dining areas amid a warm, tranquil atmosphere with spectacular oceans view ocean views. Paolo Steakhouse, one of three new Beauty and the Beast adult-only experiences on the Disney Wish, serves up a subtle nod to Beast Loyal. Uh, uh, Major Dome throughout its magnificent decor. Uh, you also have the Rose and Enchanted, which are lounges that are also um, inspired by Beauty and the Beast. Nice. So, accommodation. So we have uh, Artful Retreat. The tradition of Disney storytelling can be found inside all staterooms on the Disney Wish, thanks to artwork and subtle touches that celebrate iconic elements of Disney films, from magic castles to enchanted woodlands to the spirit of the sea. So we have, um, I'm not entirely sure, obviously that is a Cinderella type room that we've mm -hmm. got there. Um, you have veranda state rooms, obviously, as you normally do, uh, concierge state rooms and royal suites. And now, if yes, so there's four That's royal it. suites on the Disney Wish, yeah, two of which have two levels yes. a spiral staircase and a stained glass work of art. Yeah, I think wow. that's one of them. I think that's, I think what you're showing there is the bedroom for yeah. one of the uh. The Royal Suites. Two levels, Royal yeah. Suites. You're wow. talking like £400 million for four nights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Would you like one yeah. or two lungs, please, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> Kidneys <laughs> on top? Why not? Yeah. Oh, dear. So, Disney Wish. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's late at night and we're flagging a little bit, but I'm excited <laughs> about this. It's... Yeah. Yay! <laughs> 
No, I think it, it, it's awesome that, you know, the, uh, again, they could have held off on this. Mm. You know, they could have said, you know, we're not going to. Uh, one of the things, I think this is a really positive move from Disney because, you know, the cruise industry has been hit the hardest out of everything. It, the travel industry's hit been hit hard. That's not, that's not, you know, there's no bones about it, but nobody has cruised since March uh, 20. 2020. Yeah, and at all. So we've been able to travel, people have been able to travel around, but nobody has really cruised yeah. at all. Uh, so the fact that Disney have turned around and said, you know, we're just going to go for it and we're going to bring this out and we're going to give our guests something to look forward to is is great. And And it does look amazing. And if, you know... We have the money at some point. I would love to uh, have a trip on this because yeah. uh, uh, it does look spectacular, and uh, it does look as though it's going to be doing the the kind of the the three and four night cruises around the Bahamas and the Castaway Cay. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's it's going to be an amazing opportunity, amazing ship. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Andy, anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at the whole spec. I mean, I, I, Disney saw me in that bath. It's great now. So I, I just want to sit there watching Coruscant and Mustafar and Tatooine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll be in there slowly getting drunk. I, you know, not, I'm not worried about anything else. Uh, I do want to join the Marvel uh, Avengers Academy. Um, I do want to sit there while somebody goes into the unknown and they bring your food out at the same time. <laughs> um, you know. The unknown's my belly. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, I can just imagine it when you get your bill and you're like, uh, hang on, look, this isn't right. And all of a sudden you hear somebody go, let it go, let it go. No, Elsa, I'm not paying the tip. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? I, I, I do love Disney Cruise Line. It's just, it hasn't happened for us yet as a family for various reasons. And, you know, I'm hoping one day that I'm able to go on this ship or any of the other ships and really, really do hope to sort of see how amazing this looks. Because, you know, people often say, yeah, Disney is more expensive than uh, Royal Caribbean, it's more expensive than Norwegian or, you know, any of the others. But you've got to think, this is one of the true only family-friendly cruise lines out there. So, yeah. 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 No casinos oh, on this bad boy? No. Nope. Absolutely. Cool. Right, so we're going to move on to our last news story, and this is our last news story. Light. Darkness. A balance. So lightsabers are real and they're coming in 2022. How do I declare for bankruptcy? Yeah. I showed Nick this video earlier and I went, I dread to think how much these are going to cost. So For two nights as well. Yeah, exactly. So the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser has announced today, obviously it being Star Wars Day, it will be opening in 2022. So... We have here, um, we'll just go through it very quickly. So uh, this is from the Disney Parks 
Park's blog, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida will take you to a galaxy far, far away for an all-immersive two-night vacation experience that goes beyond anything Disney has ever created before. What exactly does all-immersive mean? Well, in honor of May, 4th, May the 4th, here's a little hint. Then they show the video. Not sure if you just saw what is <laughs> not sure if what you just saw is actually what you just saw. Maybe you should watch it one more time or 10. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that bad boy's real. Um, yes, that's a new type of lightsaber Ray is holding in her hand, created by Walt Disney Imagineering Research and Development. Guests who experience Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will be the first to see it in action, along with so much more. Starting in 2022, when this amazing new two-night adventure debuts, watching that lightsaber activate right before your eyes will be just one of the countless ways that, from the moment you arrive to the moment you depart, you'll be plunged into a Star Wars story where your decisions and actions, or even the casual conversations you may have, determine how your personal journey unfolds. Um, it says, it goes on to say... Uh, your adventure begins at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Terminal at Walt Disney World, where you'll gather with fellow passengers before departing for your intergalactic destination. You'll soon enter a special launch pod and leave your world behind as you make the hyperspace jump to a galaxy far, far away. Uh, you'll watch through viewports as you approach the massive and magnificent Halcon Star Cruiser. I hope I've said that right. Halcyon. Um, Halcyon Star Cruiser. Thank you so much. Which will be your home for the next two nights. For a limited time, Disney's Hollywood Studios guests uh, can see a model of the ship on display at Walt Disney's Presents, um, which is another special May 4th surprise. When the, launch, uh, when the launch pod airlocks slide open, you'll take your first step into a galaxy far, far away as Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser comes to life all around you. Uh, during your stay aboard the, this glamorous ship you may interact with an uh, eccentric group of characters both familiar and new possibly including the star cruiser's strong and charismatic captain a plucky ship's mechanic and a galactic superstar who can captivate an entire room with the crook of one jewel encrusted purple twilight finger twilight jesus christ honestly some of these words, man. Uh, the singing sensations will be featured, performed during one of your exquisite dining experiences inside the crown of Corella, Corellia Dining Room, which you can see in this artist concept rendering we're sharing today for the first time. The eccentric supper club named in the homage of, as an homage to Corellia, the planet known galaxy-wide for its shipyard that gave us not only the Halicom Star Cruiser, but also the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> the dining room is a bright and welcoming hall that will offer breakfast and lunch to passengers before transitioning each evening to a lavish multi-course menu of both otherworldly and familiar origins. As your journey continues, you'll have the opportunity to train in the ancient ways of the lightsaber, learn more about the inner workings of the Halicom Star Cruiser. and Halcyon. Yeah, whatever. And even jump on a transport to the planet Batu to further your adventure inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This isn't storytelling. It's story living. 
you'll where you'll see, feel, and live Star Wars in a whole new way. Uh, you can also visit uh, StarWarsGalacticStarCruiser.com for more details. So, after butchering every single word that was on that um, <laughs> press release, um, this looks cool. Shame I'm never going to do it. <laughs> it does. Oh, look, mate. Does yeah. look good. My only sort of negative from what I've read about it is that it only sleeps four people as a maximum. So as a family of five, we'd struggle. But then again, I've talked to Kelly many times, particularly for her 40th, about doing a week where it's just the two of us. If this is out by then, I can sell a lung or a kidney or, you know, defect to China or something. I will go and do this. Absolutely. I said to Nikki this afternoon when I when I showed her all this stuff, and she went, you're, you're not doing that. I said, if I had the money, I said, if I genuinely had the money, I would do it once just to say I've done it. Yeah. But then I, w- I probably would never do it again. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, I've, obviously I am a Star Wars fan. Am I as big as you two? Absolutely not. Now, if 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 you two was to start talking about the Star Wars universe the way I talk about the Marvel universe, I'd be making the same face Lewis makes when we talk about when I talk about Marvel. I'll be going, oh yeah. Because 75, 60% of it, I haven't got a clue. But yeah. This looks awesome. It, it, this it does. does look awesome. I, I'm going to say that I would love to do this. Absolutely love to do it. Uh, like you guys, I think it's a one and done. I, I genuinely do. Uh, and I'm, But the thing is, I'm not actually like desperate to go and do it like today. Mm. On when it as soon as it opens, I want to give it no. a bit of time to kind of you know bed in. It's going to have some. It's Work going to need some out of it. We, we want to see the videos, don't we? We want to see the the Mister Morrows, the Super Infused, the Tomb Trackers go and do it because if this is going to cost a liver, a spleen, and maybe a kidney, I want to make sure it's worth the money before I go and book it. I can yeah. tell you one person that will do this podcast, uh, do this podcast, sorry, do this experience the first day. And Lewis will know it will be Lou Mongello. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Guarantee to you that man will be booked on this for the very first day it's available to be done. Yeah, indeed. Uh, But, you know, it seems like there's a lot of things that could potentially go wrong here with the the way that uh, I'd just be really interested to see how it all kind of fits together. The live action. Laser in the eye. Lightsaber in the eye. Yeah. All, all that kind of stuff, you know, how the interaction works. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be amazing. I'm sure it's gonna be amazing. But this, so the lightsaber is is interesting me. D- do you think that they're enticing people in the sense that you might get one of these if you book onto this cruise? Because really, quite frankly, you should do. It sounds the- like it, doesn't it? I, 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 I would be concerned about the cost of it, but then, like, say, if you're paying half a a billion to go on it for two days, and yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I think this is a, an enticement situation. If you want one of these, the only way you're going to get it is doing this. Yeah. So I'll raise you a bit of one-upmanship. Obviously, this is Disney raising a game of uh, integration. 
How long before Universal announces that they're opening? I'm going to use this because it's probably the mainstay when it comes to integration. Harry Potter, a Hogwarts hotel experience. Shall I tell you when? I tell you when Universal announced that next week. No, if this works, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as Universal clock that this has worked, I guarantee to you, just like you've just said, the Harry Potter. Hogsmeade, Hogs, Hogwarts Experience Hotel yeah. will open up. And let's be honest, they've got the space for it because there's a whole land doing absolutely nothing in Islands of Adventure right now. And that's um, where uh, Poseidon's Fury. Yeah. Lost Continent. Lost Continent. That's doing nothing. Now, you could, you could either expand that into the wizarding world and the hotel experience tax on from there i don't know are they going to do that probably not but no but yeah i think i think if this works if this works universal orlando go right bandwagon jump on it now yeah and you I mean, they, they already do it, don't they, with the, the smart ones that you could do around Diagon Alley where you could walk around and point it at the the windows and stuff happens. Yeah. How how easy would that be for them to integrate a, a a hotel experience for two days where you get to go to classes for 20 minutes and be taught by uh, Professor McGonagall or um, you get to go and do charms with Professor Flitwick where you get to do the Wingardium Leviosa. People will snap that up. I mean, that's that's taking cosplay to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's part of me though that will like obviously they would want to do it around about around the Harry Potter theming, but there's part of me that thinks that they might want to go backwards. They you know would want to go forwards. Uh, so if that makes sense. They, like this is is all kind of geared around the new side of of Star Wars, the first mm-hmm. uh, the first order, you know, potential new films or whatever. It, it, there's scope for new things to be added in. I think if Universal were to do like a, a Harry Potter type thing, it might be more around Fantastic Beasts rather than Harry Potter because they would have yeah. that ability to. To change things, move it forward, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, so. I mean, I think I think the only thing that beats Star Wars in terms of this is if Universal actually make a real life dinosaur. <laughs> you know that, that that could be a really good way of doing integration. I mean, they're obviously very slowly beginning to transition Jurassic Park into Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah. and that that change is going to be coming. We know we can gather that now with the yeah. Velocicoaster. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, Jurassic World would even be a, if you could somehow, (laughs) would be, would be an awesome little experience as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, it would be Animal Kingdom Lodge, but with animatronic dinosaurs in a way that allows you to spend a day as a raptor wrangler or to spend a bit of time, you know, learning about the processes of caring for dinosaurs. Mm. That, that that would work. I, I would pay for two nights in that. Yeah. 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 I think I think you're right though. I think as as soon as Universal realized that this is this has worked and this is a money maker, 
they are going to be on it like a car bonnet. Oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. So. Cool. Right. So that is going to do it for the news. Um, and that also is going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, we would like to thank you for listening or watching if you're following on YouTube. Thank you to my co-hosts. Um, Andy, how can anyone get out can uh, do how can any listener get hold of you on the social? So uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube under the Robson family. On Twitter, it's vlogs underscore Robson. And of course, although I don't give it as much love as I should do, we have our blog on WordPress known as the Robson family blog. Wunderbar. Lewis, how can uh, how can the folks out there get hold of you on the social yeah. medias? On the social, uh, you can catch me on Facebook. Or you can, obviously, as we've already mentioned a number of times, you can uh, contact me uh, if you would like to book your future holiday, uh, whether that be to Walt Disney World or anywhere in the world. You can catch me at lewis at yourgreatadventures.co.uk. You can catch the or go to the Your Great Adventures Facebook page or Instagram page or on LinkedIn wherever you want to go really the only place i'm not really active uh is twitter i'm afraid so uh, of life. yes um so yeah that's 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 me i won't mention the other thing because it's kind of like i said it's on a bit of a hiatus at the moment so we'll move on to you danny so yeah, you can you can follow me on instagram at pairing underscore with underscore the underscore mouse um, I am trying to be a little bit more active on there at the moment. I'm struggling to, I know it's just posting a picture, but I am, I'm struggling to go, Oh, what can I post today then? Um, <laughs> but I am going to try and be a little bit more active on there. I am on Twitter as well at Perrings mouse. Um, again, I don't really do a lot on it because I just, I've got such a hatred right now for Twitter um which i don't think is ever going to disappear right now no you don't <laughs> say really no, no, i you love don't it. mention it every week i, I no. thought you loved that cesspit of villainy in scum no cesspit, i never call it that um it's a, it's a hell hole um yeah so that's where you can catch me i'm also on facebook if you for some strange reason want to be friends with a person like me uh, so um yeah, if you have enjoyed the show and would like to join our mailing list for updates, sound bites, and behind the scene clips, please email us at do what makes you Disney podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook, where you'll find up to date information on future shows and what we three are up to. Don't forget, we are available on all good podcast sites everywhere. Like, follow, and subscribe to ensure you get to hear us first. Five, star, five stars and comments are always appreciated. And we'll be back soon with another episode of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast. But until then, stay safe and remember, do what makes you Disney. And may the force be with you. Bye. 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 Live long and prosper. <laughs> oh.